Hey, what's up, guys? It's Young Elephant and CFX here, back. This is the year-end Nobody podcast. This will be the last podcast we do this year. Mazel tov. And um, Happy New Year, guys. Hell yeah. Uh, everything that you celebrate, I hope you had great holidays. Um, we're going to discuss some pretty exciting things, like top albums, top songs, Um. And the new layout or um, structure of the podcast, some new ideas we're integrating into the podcast. So Yes. Strap on that seatbelt and buckle up for the ride. Yes. There may be some mild turbulence, but just know we're going to be safe. Another one. Another one. Imagine your pilot saying that. Uh... You know, there might be some turbulence, but just know we'll be safe. Another one. <laughs> Another one. Another one. Shout out to DJ Khaled. Let's just throw that out there. Yeah, shout out to DJ Khaled and um, this, how how much of a, like, internet sensation he's become. Yes. If he wasn't already, but, like, now it's like people are taking this thing overboard. We used to listen to him on 99 Jams in Miami, so... That is a big deal seeing someone like him blow up. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Shout out to DJ Khaled. <clears throat> and there are going to be those people like, what do you mean like DJ Khaled didn't blow up? We asked, obviously, we know he's, you know, he's affiliated with some of the biggest names in music. Of course. But, he's worked with Jay-Z. But <laughs> he's, he's like, he's his own thing right now. Like he's doing a bunch of these short little videos where he's just either the creepiest man or the funniest man. Yes, pick one. I say like, I both, but you know. Yeah, no, I would agree. He's he, he, he's he's, like, he's wild. Yeah, I don't know. He's I saw one when he was in the hot tub, and he was like in the girl's ear, like his <laughs> his lips like couldn't be closer. Chef, it looked like Chef D just whipped up his his girl's ear because he was all up in there. He was like, "Hey, you know, you, you're beautiful. You're smart. You're strong." Success. <laughs> he just says words. He just says words. Mathematics. Mathematics. What was that one dude? That one. I'm the semi automatic. Money add and multiply. I call that mathematics. Wild. Which is the hardest line ever. If you really Bars. break it down, money add then multiply, which is M A T M. Yes. Mathematics. Wild. Wild. Yo, y'all don't know. Y'all don't understand bars when it's really there. Y'all Come just on. trying to make fun of it. But this man got a gold mine in his brain. And he produced that song. Yes. The little beat in the background. Beep, 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 beep. He produced it, which is crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> he produced that. Yo, y'all need to y'all, if if y'all don't know what video that is, I forgot what what's the name. His like, name is Semi Automatic. Um, oh, bars. Just look up Semi Automatic and then go, like while googling Semi Automatic, write mathematics, and you'll find that video. Yeah. And you can actually find the full instrumental online too. And that's the only reason why I know he produced it. Yeah, that's crazy. Shout out to him. But um, yeah, we're. This is the end of the year podcast. First one in, uh, first full one in um, about like three weeks. 
we put out a PSA to let um if you haven't listened to that go listen to that you can listen to it after this it, it works out either way but um we're changing the format of this and um we're just trying to work on you know getting this to be more a of a curated show in a way to where you know what you're getting into every week you know you kind of know oh I can't wait to hear this part I can't wait to hear that segment and you know we're just gonna work out the kinks as we go we're gonna try out new segments all that and um. You know, as we go, we're going to, uh, some segments won't return, some will. And, you know, we're just going to um, keep working on. But this is the year-end one, so we're doing top lists, like what our favorite music was this year, top five albums, top five singles. And there's going to be just some little discussions on just, you know, how the year went, essentially. So um, when you guys, um, like, listen to this, um, when you're done listening to it, um Feel free to um in the comments on um SoundCloud and in the review on iTunes um to let us know what your top five albums and singles were. Yeah, because there was a there was a lot of good music this year. And our, our list, we read the list to each other before the podcast. Yes, and we have some wow! I can't yeah. wait to share this with you guys. Yeah, it, it it is enjoyable. So um, like he said in the beginning, buckle up your seatbelts, um, and get ready for it and. We're going to um, switch to the segment right now. All right, see ya. Okay, this segment is going to be called Rapid Fire. It's pretty much us just talking, um, just anything that comes to mind, we talk about, we um, throw it out there, we pretty much give our opinions on situations and just inform on things that's going on. More, It's going to be more current events um, as, as next year goes on, um, but this one's going to be a little special. We're gonna talk more about like just fifteen, two thousand fifteen in general, and but I I want to start off with I know you probably heard I know I heard um, Bill Cosby was arrested today on charges of a sexual assault from two thousand four. Yes, he was. The crazy thing about it, he was like two days away from the statute of limitations. That blow. They weren't gonna let. Nah. They weren't gonna let anything happen though. Nah. No. Shout out to his sweater. Yo, his sweater, yo, that Yeezy Boost sweater, yo. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought when I saw it. It's, it's nice. It's fresh. I'm not going to lie. It's fresh. But, yo, for like for some odd reason, I don't really feel bad because if he did whatever he did, he did it. And I don't, I don't have no sympathy for anyone who's assaulted any woman sexually. But there's something that makes you kind of feel bad, probably because he's an old-ass man. Old he's ass. old as hell, and he's Bill Cosby. Yeah. He's Bill Cosby. He's Co- Bill motherfucking Cosby. Like, no matter who you are, you kind of grew up knowing who he was. And his reputation, I, I still respect his reputation, what it was before. I don't respect him as a person, though, because of, you know, in light of situations. But the image, I still, that image is still respectable. Anyone should strive for that image, personally. Right. I think you should look at what he portrayed. And um, aspire to be like that. You don't have to aspire to be him personally, but what he portrayed, you should inspire to be like that because he was full of shit, but he preached a lot of real things. But this man is done. He's old. Yeah, he's old. Like, that stress is crazy. But um, toss that to the side. Whoa, what was that? But toss toss that on the side. Um, Logic put out a song today called um, "Tree of Life." Is it? Was it? Um, 
Tree of Life. Yes, with um Slug from Atmosphere and um uh, Killer Mike, which is that's big. How uh, that's big. It is actually it was actually a really good song. Um I I enjoyed the chorus. That was a highlight for me just because of um Logic traditionally doesn't have good choruses. Like he he's very lazy with his choruses cuz he focuses on his lyrics so much. Like most of his choruses always just him like yeah 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 like that's most of his choruses. Yeah, 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 that's exactly his choruses, like, that's probably, like, three songs, I can't even, like, put what song that would be, Fade Away, yeah, Fade Away, yes, Fade Away, and it's, like, Fade Away is the song that sounds like his last album the most, actually, but, um, it, back to the song, I, I didn't really care for Slug's verse, I don't, I'm not a oh, fan. Of I thought that verse is horrible. Yeah, actually, I'm not a fan of atmosphere at all. I know underground fans are gonna go crazy. I don't care. I don't like. I don't like them. So it's not enjoyable. Um, Shine bright like the light that keeps your food warm. Oh no! Stop it. It's okay. And it, no delivery. Didn't wasn't on beat. Like it just wasn't good. And I and it's it sucks. It sucks to say that because I know there's a lot of people who are really big fans. But whatever. Killer Mike. Kill, killed it like Killer Mike. He has such a southern flow, man. Yeah, but the craziest thing is that Bernie Sanders actually ghost wrote that verse. <laughs> oh, I just I just got that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait. But yeah, shout out to Killer Mike um, supporting Bernie Sanders. Even though um, I don't support Bernie Sanders, I don't support any candidate at this point. Um, none of them are worthy. Bernie Sanders says a lot. But we need to. I need to know more of his policies and more of what he will. His what his act. What his, what his actions are going to be. Um, more so than what his ideals are, because his I- ideals don't reflect what you get done. Really. At the oh end yeah. Of the this day. this this year, I'm I'm totally staying away from politics. It's yeah. It's it is it's scary. Um, Trump won't win, but he can't. But for him to even be considered. A candidate for the United States president. It. What world? What world are we living in? We live in a world to where America's dad is a rapist or an alleged rapist. You gotta give you know innocent to proven guilty. I hate to say that, but and like Bruce Jenner is a is a woman, which. Uh, is Caitlyn Jenner now, but I don't care about that. That's not a bad thing. That's not so terrible. Like, I've heard someone say that. That's not a terrible thing. That's just interesting, just different. Um, and um, Donald Trump is a viable candidate to, for people. Um, but I don't like to talk about politics too much, but one thing I will say is don't let Donald Trump leading now fool you. There, People have thought the way he thinks for a very long time in this country. Our country was founded on those ideals to keep people out, but um, that's that. Um, Big Sean is putting out a song in like two hours. Um, it's called oh, what's it called? Um, what a year featuring um, Pharrell and Detail. Um, I really like Detail. He's a great producer. He does a lot of work. Um, Pharrell's great, obviously. It's just I heard a snippet. It sounds good. I, I can't wait to listen to it. Um, I know you. Not you're not too keen uh um of uh, Big Sean lately. You're not too just right now, like I, at the moment. I feel like 
a few years ago he was really working to be where he is and yeah. lately he's he feels too comfortable i in my opinion i feel like he's just like he's like all right i don't need to go anywhere else because i you know okay the way you explained that i don't need to go anywhere else yes i kind of get what you're saying he's very stagnant into his lane right. but I can't. He every single thing he touches. But in in saying this, I'm not saying that he doesn't make quality yes. music. They're, okay. It's just yeah, like I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to listen. Just like I was saying to you before the show. Uh, was it last year? Nothing was the same. Came out. Yeah. I never listened to it. Yeah. Because at that at that time, I wasn't a fan of Drake for the same reason. Like he was stagnant. He worked his he worked his way to that point and then didn't take the next step forward and put out an album that I wasn't even jumping on like all his recent stuff I'm like oh I yeah, need to listen to exactly. it exactly because it was he was experimenting and Bayshon and I listened isn't to really experiment he's doing Hall of Fame 2.0 which is just a higher quality version of that album and I love that album so I'm obviously a fan of Big Sean like he's one of my favorite rappers at the moment and um <laughs> chill um, <laughs> my dog got out of the way, um, but um, uh, he he he's good, and I just think he could be ex- he could experiment a little bit more and try different songs. I think the only big experiment he tried was "One Man Can Change the World," which was a successful song, great song. The message was there, like, but I d- I understand what you mean now. Would it? But every verse he's been on, every verse he has put a hundred percent effort into it and has killed it. And now I can't deny that. Definitely, he has. I put agree. In that I, work. I'm. I'm saying, like I said, I don't think he he doesn't make quality stuff. It's just, I want I I want to hear that uh that reach. Um, I don't know. That's all. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I listened to Dark's. I listened to his album Dark Sky Paradise like four times, like back to back, and there are songs on there I really like. Yeah. But then one, you know, I tried to go back to it and listen to it again. And I was just like. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like you know, I can I can live without these songs. I I can see what you're saying. Um, one, but I do think um his next the newest song that's gonna come out uh, what a year it looks really really well sounds really really good. It's just, it, it, and Pharrell on it. I'm I'm excited to see what Pharrell does. I know Big Sean is gonna um kill it regardless. Like I I just know Sean he he always comes with it, and the beat the instrumental sounds cool. I just I just hope for the next album. Who produced it? Um, Pharrell and Detail. I, I'm pretty sure Pharrell and Detail, because it says featuring Pharrell and Detail, and I know usually anytime Detail and Pharrell are on anything, they had their hand in production. And um, if you guys don't know Details, uh, he's he's a one a really good producer and writer. Um, he he he's a beast. You guys should definitely um check him out. But um, I hear that 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 sounds like a pretty good um thing to come out like, um. It is a pretty good. It's a pretty good thing. Like I just, I'm excited to see it. I like how the album art says it said it was the best year of his life, which it was, um, um, music wise and business wise. He it was his most successful year, and um, and he said by the way, you stole the wrong hard drive, which is cool as hell because he had his um, um house robbed and they took a hard drive from him. So um, luckily you know they didn't get all his music. Yeah, it's like a slap in the face. Yeah, so that that was cool to see. Um, you have anything that um happened recently that you want to talk about? 
Uh, I just heard a snippet of a new song by Travis Scott called A Team. Production sounded crazy. Like always. Uh, any, yeah, anytime Travis Scott. I don't know. Anytime. I don't know if it's going to be part of a project or whatever. Usually his singles sound really well. Yeah. Made. Sound really well made. Um, and this one, this one sounds crazy. And the snippet's only like 14 seconds or whatever, but in you vital 14 seconds, 14 seconds that I chose to believe that that song will sound yeah. nuts when it comes out. Yeah. Um, I have been else? tricked uh, before though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, AKA Wiz's whole mixtape, Cabin Fever um, 3, the snippets sound way better than the songs. Yeah, yeah, Cabin Fever 3. That's that's Wag. something I can mention really quick. I listened to it. Uh, Sunny Digital, I like as a producer because sometimes he gets a little musical in there, but yeah. um, I felt like the production was lazy. Yes. Um, who else is on there? It was Easy Mo TM eighty eight. Easy Mo B is um old school producer. He produced um for Tupac and Biggie back in the day. One of the few producers who produced for both, and he's just a you know musical guy. He's like into he's very jazzy, and I feel like he had the best record on there. Like, like I was I was in back I was like, oh okay. But TM TM eighty eight produced some stuff on there yeah, too. Yeah, I right? love T. Yeah, TM eighty eight is pretty cool. You know what? I like his stuff too, but like. How many times did we hear TM88 this year? Yeah, we, like, he doesn't good, have like an identity, though. That's the one thing with TM88. He just sounds like um, an offspring of Lex Luger. And I'm sure he probably produced while Lex was doing it. They probably all were doing the shit at the same time. I just think... Like, you expect when you Lex hear that, that, little, that little sound, you just expect a little distorted bass, yep. some crazy hats, and, like, a very simple... Sound in the exactly. back that's repetitive, and it's like this. It's like the same melodies, the same notes. It, it's it's good music. Yes, you can't deny it, but it's just. Um, that's why I like I Sony Digital. Lex Luger was was popping because Lex Luger has a background as a drummer, so the way he would um, put his drums together, he'll program it in such a way that just had a bounce to it that was very different. And I just I found in, just hoping yeah, he like natural stronger, Lex sounded natural. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, that's why I like uh, Sunny Digital, especially on songs like 3500, uh, Travis Scott, mm, 2 Chainz. Really I just don't like the, the ending, chorus. I don't like the chorus at all. But, but the, I, don't like, I don't like it either. I don't really like the, the song overall. I just like, I love the instrumental. Oh, yeah. Es especially the end of it. Yeah. Where things slow down. That's That's been my favorite part of what Travis Scott does is when he, he doesn't keep a song being boring. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, all right. That's for like the last couple. Um, I guess the last two minutes of this. Um, two the biggest moments. All right. The, the two the biggest moment of probably like a music of 2015 probably will have to be the release of Adele's album, which I still haven't listened to. The re the release of Adele's album and Drake. and I I will. And Drake back to back. Yes. Two biggest moments in 2015 musically. Yes. Which I'm not mad at either. I'm not mad at either. Adele, she comes with quality all the time. You can't be mad at that. Um, 
And plus, like, how do you sell millions of records in three days? It, it, it stresses me out because it's like, what is it about Adele that people love? I, I, know, it's, I know it's her music, obviously, but other, other the people make music that is just as good as her and better. But what is it about her marketing? What is it about her that makes people buy into it? Like, people no buy clue. into it. And I feel the great. same way about Amy. I feel the same way personally about Amy Winehouse. Yes. I, th- I think she's a great. very great talented artist. Great voice, uh-huh. um, great writing. Actually, I feel like Adele's. Uh, she's the offspring of an uh, Amy Winehouse, in my personal opinion. But then it's like, but then it's like, what's so special? Like, what's so special about what Amy makes Winehouse? It so, what I don't makes know. it so different? It's all. It goes back to the question of what's so special about Beyonce. She is in the Twenty Seven Club, though. Amy Winehouse. Yes, yeah, very, very sad. Very, very sad. Back, back, um, back to Black was a, um, a very, very great album, legendary album. I used to hate it when it came out because my, um, my little brother used to just play it all the time, and I was just like, "Yo, turn it off." Like, but then I, I listened back to it. And it's just it's 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 a classic. Um, but um, I think there was a documentary released on the making of that album too. Which yeah, is pretty good. I haven't I haven't watched any of them. Um, I still I still have to really do my um, study because I love obviously like you do. You like to study um, documentaries and um, and. Um, just wa- like watch historical things, and um, we were kind of similar in that way. Um, but um, one thing that actually makes me um, think about: I watched Make Making oh, a man. Murderer on Netflix, and I, I, re- oh, I referred man. to you to watch it. You were going to watch it anyways, but the re- the um, the referral was. I'm pretty sure it helped. But one thing I can say, and I'm pretty sure you probably agree, it is. The best docu series I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you are a fan of shows like First Forty Eight and uh, like Law and Order, yeah, Law like and Order, those yeah. type, those types of shows, you will really enjoy watching this this uh, documentary series. It just, it is the. Not only is it entertaining, but it's entertaining because it's probably the craziest, most complex story yes. uh, and and case ever, ever. in the history yeah. of... Yeah. I, it's I so bizarre. That's the best way to describe I, it. I stayed... I'm, I managed to stay neutral the entire time, but I watched it with my girlfriend, and she was bouncing back from... The the subject is Stephen Avery. She's bouncing back from Stephen. Stephen's guilty, and he's like, no, 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 he's innocent. No, no, he's guilty. And I was like, just you know, try to stay in the middle. Yeah, we'll watch. We'll watch it all. I had but to stay it, in the middle like, to protect my my heart because I I get very invested in things like these. So I was like, it like a little bad. I guess a little best background is um, Stephen Avery went. Uh, it was based off two guys, Stephen Avery in Minnetonka County, um, Wisconsin. And he go, he he was falsely accused for um, raping, assaulting a woman um, in 1985, and went to jail for 18 years. Um, and he um, he was found. They found proof that he didn't do it. I won't say the details because I want people to watch it. Um, and he got out. So then he was suing. He was suing the state and um, for 36 million. 36 million. And and at one point it became evident that he was going to get that money or he was going to get granted 
a lot of money. Like he was gonna win the pretty much win the win the lawsuit, and um, just just like as is happening, he gets accused of murder, and it, it goes on from there, and he's arrested for murder, and it's by the same county. Is and it's just a lot of mess. Same same arresting officer, all same the guy who arrested him back it. in the eighty five is now the <clears throat> sheriff of the county. So it it is very is very, very deep. There's a lot of details. And when you're detail oriented, you're gonna um you're gonna love you're gonna love it if you watch documentaries or just anything that just intrigues you because it's a good story. Like even if it wasn't based off of anything real, I would be invested in it. I just I like after watching that I would never go to Wisconsin one (laughs) and two, two I am never going to a town or a city or whatever that has a population of less than like a thousand. Yeah, because they. I don't. uh, Yeah, and also I'm black, so like there was like not one black person throughout the entire document documentary. So I didn't see it's yeah, yeah not it's ten episodes, so it's it's ten. Um, 57 minute episodes so it, there's a lot of details and it ends on a, it ends in a way that is so like unsatisfying um, or dissatisfying um, and there's still there's still more of the story that goes on because it's still present it's still present right now so the story can still this, yeah, this was only this was only um, eight years ago. Yes, that the murder case was um, started. Yeah. Eight nine years ago, yeah. Yeah, and they were arrested. But uh, cra- crazy story. Personally, I believe Stephen Avery is innocent. Personally, and yes. the Manitowoc County Pulled Sheriff's up. Department framed him. It is it is wild. It shows that the justice system is. Very, very corrupt in our country, and we need to do something to fix it. Yeah, I'm, I, I am staying out of arm's reach of anybody with a badge. Yeah, I don't trust. I don't trust anybody now. I mean, I'm, I'm not going out my way to do something crazy to any cops. Like, I, I'm very respectful to police, which I suggest everyone just big PSA, quick one: respect police officers, right or wrong. Preserve yourself. Keep yourself safe, because we live in a crazy world now. But um, it just makes it the it makes me realize that you need to watch yourself and just watch people around you, and you never know what can happen to you. Anything is possible. That's one thing I learned from watching this. And if it has something to yes. do with the justice system, anything is possible. But yeah, I agree. That's. That that was the that was I, I was so happy I, I decided to watch it. It was something that was very rewarding. It was Yeah, definitely definitely a great watch. Yeah. Watch it. If you if you if you have Netflix, watch it. If not, Google it. Um there's also some very interesting theories. Yeah. So after watching it, search search up those theories. Google. There's so much more you can learn after it. Um don't don't limit it to the documentary. It's so rewarding. Um, well, I guess I guess that's 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 all we can really talk about that because we don't want to ruin it for anyone. Even though it's something you could just Google and look at it in like five seconds and know what's going on. But um, that we're gonna end this segment. That was the rapid fire. Um, it's gonna be um, uh, as we do it next year. It's gonna be a little bit faster, a little not not as long as this one. But um, um, 
the next segment that we're going to be doing is we're just going we're going to focus and talk about the new Star Wars movie. So there will be spoilers, mild spoilers, maybe nothing super important, but there may be spoilers. So um, if you don't want to um, skip ahead and, um, and and skip right ahead to our top five albums and songs of the year. So um, we're about to um, take a quick little break and we will be right back with um, our quick discussion on Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay. We're back. We're going to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens. There's going to be spoilers. I said it before, but I'm just making sure because it's your choice if you get spoiled on this now. So you can't get mad at us. But my my quick little review I can give on The Force Awakens is that I really, really, really like it. Um, it's better than the prequels, obviously. I mean, um, it's better than A New Hope, in my personal opinion. I like Return of the Jedi, then Empire, and now this. This is number three on my list. But um, what do you think about it? This is worth waiting ten years. It's, it's, it's crazy how drastically different it is from a Star Wars that came out just 10 years ago. Um, Revenge of the Sith, the Sith is... I don't hate it. I don't hate it as much as I um, hate Attack of the Clones and um, Phantom Menace. But it wasn't... It's just... I guess the CGI in the way it was shot was very different. And, I mean, it's a whole different type of movie, but this one was so good. Like... The characters are. I just, I just remember. I remember after watching episode three, thinking to myself, like, what comes after this? Yeah. Not like canon wise, because obviously a new hope comes after. But what, like, what are they gonna do next? What's next? Right, like because this this is the final installment, but only the third yeah. episode. I didn't think it was possible for them to do another Star Wars that um, was canon quote-unquote you know i didn't think it was possible for them to bring mark hamill back to bring um um harrison ford as han solo back and to bring um carrie fisher back like i didn't think it was possible honestly i didn't think they could get everyone to agree i didn't think that they would like write a good story that would work that wouldn't just be them trying to rehash old news like this is something that I was genuinely excited for. And once they attached J.J. Abrams, that was the nail in the coffin for me. That's when I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it because I am a fan of Lost. We, You got me into Lost. You're a big fan of Lost. Um, yeah, long, of he course. He loves girls who look like um, Kate and um, like um, Evangeline Lily. I don't know how you say her name, but he loves girls who look like her. Evangeline he, Lily. He created an alias who has Jennifer Garner. She kind of has the same type of like lips like her. And and now we got Daisy Ridley who kind of looks exactly like that. So he always picks someone who kind of looks like that. But um, the thing that really made me think that this was going to be good is that J.J. did a really good job with the the new Star Trek movies. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was everything good. that you would want from Star Trek, but it also made it for people who don't really know Star Trek that well. And that's what this movie did for people who didn't know much about Star Wars. Like, Because one thing a lot of people say, I hear, is that they, they don't know much about Star Wars, but they know Han Solo. They know Luke Skywalker. They know uh, um, Princess Leia. Right, they know like, yes, the big names. They know names. the people, and they had enough of that in this movie 
to satisfy people who don't know anything, but off, also off, offered enough new to where it you can introduce a new generation to it. I think the three main characters we're introduced to yes. are great, and I can't wait to follow yes. them and uh, see 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 how they progress, how they mature, how they grow. Especially Ray, see how she utilizes yes. the Force, and uh, and Finn finds out where he, where his future lies, yeah. and you know what, what role will he play? Because you you know, um, uh, what's his name? I can't po? even think of his name right now. My po. favorite character. He he's already, he's he's he has his yes. role. Finn seems to be the only one yeah. that's lost. I personally, um, well, Finn, first of all, Finn is the stormtrooper who defied rules. He just didn't feel like it was right. But um, I feel that Finn um, has the force. He probably is a descendant from someone, from um, um, older Jedis. And I just think he was taken away from a family of Jedis. And he has the force because, if I'm not mistaken, he's the only stormtrooper in history to defy orders and just and take his mask off. So I, I feel there's something there. Ever. Like personally I like I like the character Ray, the ideal of Ray. I didn't like the way it was executed in this particular movie. The well, potential Yeah, was I think amazing, that like but the actual the thing that I didn't nah. I I like her character. I don't like how her using the force came about it was just like you know all right here you know it, it was just weird it didn't it didn't make sense it wasn't like how other jedis in the past have gradually learned how to use the force exactly. it was just like she she just like exactly. had it and she used and it. She, and like, it was she like, had all right, Kilo, what the force was Kylo Ren. before she knew she could use it. She's like, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it to, um, to mind trick this guy. Like, but how do you know how to do that? Like, Kylo Ren's like interrogating me, and he's using the force, and I'm gonna fight his force by using my force. It was too convenient. I'm gonna get this stormtrooper. Yeah. Yeah, just um, I wish they elaborated more on that, or at least showed her training, like you see the other yeah. Jedi like, training. I, f- but I do what I do feel is like that that is coming with her going to see Luke. I feel like Luke is gonna be her Yoda. You know what I mean? Um, oh, definitely, definitely. Traveling to another planet that is you know diff- very different than what we've seen in the movie. Kind of like um, when he um. Was it? I can't remember the place called. But um, when he traveled to see Yoda, it was very different than um, than and than any other place. And he and he learned it was de- it was desolate, and you know like Jedi's going hiding for some reason, which is something we found out. But the best thing I like about the movie, I love Finn. I love the main characters, but I love 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 Kylo Ren. I like the depth that he had. He's he's crazy. He's tough and rough, but on top of him being like tough and rough is um like he's also very vulnerable, very um weak weak emotionally, and it, it it's 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 something Darth Vader didn't have, and 
it's, it's people need to start complaining. And the fact that he survived and he isn't dead at the end of this is a great thing because I was afraid that he was going to be a one-off. No, no, yeah. He he played too big of... He was too important in the promotion of this movie and and in the movie yeah. itself after watching yeah. it. I I enjoy, I enjoy and I and the crazy thing is um obviously this is spoilers um he is Han Solo and Leia's son which is I still can't wrap my mind around that it's wild and which which for some reason it took me forever to think about like there's something is obvious like I'm pretty sure I don't even need to tell anyone who knows but so this means he is Darth Vader's grandson and Luke's nephew so he. For some reason, I never really thought about it. I guess because of the way the movie set up, they never really say it, and they never really like, they don't, pr- um, advertise it as that, you know. But it it is something. It is something to see. Like it is some. It is something to watch. It's like if they did Anakin right in the prequels. It's what we got with Kylo Ren. Yeah, his his character is very interesting. Like the the points you made before really valid about him being this very strong character but also weak and um like those little hissy fits he threw hilarious but necessary you've never i don't think i've ever seen a character show weakness in star wars yeah not not in that way because they're either just extremely bad i think the closest thing we got is return to jedi when darth vader is like Looking, and he's just like, you can kind of like see emotion, even though he's wearing a mask, and he's like, no, <laughs> he's like, okay. oh, fucks Palpatine up, like, I think, yeah, I did, oh shit, I think, um, I think, um, JJ saw the best, um, in um, what was going on with, um, 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 the old Star Wars and um. And made and put that in there while adding his own new things to it. And the overall outcome was great, great movie. I'll see it again and exactly. again and again. Like it as a movie alone, like take away the the lore is act. It was actually a really good movie. The actors did a really good job. Um, it's a it's a great story. Um, we recommend it. That, like if you haven't watched it and you heard these spoilers. They've been there. The spoilers are kind of like you can still watch it and enjoy it. Um, luckily, I didn't get spoiled before I watched it. I watched it the day it came out, which is good. I think everyone was really good at that. Even now, I haven't been on the internet and seen anyone yeah, spoil Star Wars. I have, I, everything I've seen has spoiler alerts on it, which is good. I'm sure people have, but um, I, I, I've heard of people. I've heard some people say that they've been spoiled, but I haven't been spoiled. So luckily, luckily I was able to watch it and. I watched it a total three times so far. Um, it's, it's good every time. And that one scene where the sun is in the background and you got the TIE fighters coming was the, like probably the best shots. And also the stormtrooper with the um, the rod, like the little swinging rod, and he was like, traitor. T-R-A-R. A.K.A. traitor. He is blowing up as a meme right now, rightfully so. He was more badass than Boba Fett and um, Captain Phasma. Also, Captain Phasma didn't die, so we're going to see more Captain Phasma. So I'm excited for that because she's epic. 
I couldn't believe that when the when the camera panned to the left and there he was. <laughs> Traitor! <laughs> the execution of that scene is perfect. And I and the one thing also I didn't say this before when I was saying I think Finn has the force. Um, the first time he had to he used the saber, he was looking on and he had to press the button to, to you know make the saber go on. And at the end when he was fighting Kylo Ren, um, what he did was. Um, he didn't even have to press the button. He just used, I guess, it looked like he used the force to um to turn on the saber. So I'm hoping he's, I'm hoping he is because I don't like the fact that you know JJ he advertises one thing in trailers and it's always different in his movies. If you know him, that's just how he is. He's always he's M Night Shyamalan. Is M Night Shyamalan knew how to do twists right? Um, and um, yeah, but that last that last scene, I guess we can end this off with talking about the last that last scene when um, Finn fighting uh, Kylo and he gets like obliterated. But he lasts for a long time. I watched it when I watched it the second time. I realized how long he lasted. Yeah, especially for someone who's new to combat, like he said, like this that him on the field as a stormtrooper in the uh, beginning of the movie that's the first time he's yeah. ever in and he combat he rose up and he didn't kill anyone he didn't, um he he knows how to shoot a blaster he's really good if you as you've seen him with you know in the millennial falcon and in the tie fighter with um poe um you see him he's really good at it but it's good to it's, it, it it was crazy to see um how like skilled he was in fighting someone who is a clear trained Jedi, even though he hasn't right. you know, had a saber match with anyone in a very long time since he you know killed the knights, um, killed um, the Jedi's who were training with Luke, and but the best thing the best thing about this is Luke is in this movie. He's at the end, very very end, um, when they go to the island, and Kylo Ren and Luke know each other, and that's that was cool, and also. Han Solo died. I can't. I can't believe it. I knew yeah, it was gonna I happen. I can't wrap my mind around it. I can't believe it. They killed one of the most beloved characters Just seeing, in movie history. Yeah, he he was the uh, he was like the the comic yeah. relief. Even in this one. Yeah. He. Yeah, he was the comic. So was yeah, Finn I though, love, which I, I like it, about yeah. Finn. He was very Han Solo esque. I was hoping that it didn't like go over that hump to where it'd be like almost a comedy yeah. movie kind of very i didn't want it to be you know Jar Jar. i didn't movies... want it to become jar jar right 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 but uh it was good it was good Every, everything was really good i just hated seeing uh han solo's body just oh, like man. fall like it was a ri- nothing that ripped me apart you know? but we have to do um send like kudos to harrison ford for even doing it because he he didn't want to do it and you know, money came around right, and he he didn't um, half-ass it. He did it. That was probably his best role as Han Solo. That was the it, he jumped right back into it. And I think he was a more mature and but still spunky, quote unquote, um, Han Solo. And Chewie fucked some shit up. He became Tony Montana when he saw his best friend die, which is still the saddest shit to me. I cried. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, no. But at least Chewie got a new friend. I was, I was on. I was literally on the edge of my seat. And Admiral Akbar, I just want to shout out to him real quick, one time. (laughs) But um, yeah, in the fight at the end with Ray, 
I wish I wish I cared about Ray more. I wish I did. I'm sure I'm gonna care about her more when you see, um, you know, the movie go on and her relationship with Finn is great. Um, I would love to see them have kids, and then 30 years from now, us watch a movie about their kids, and like that would be a really cool thing to see. Um, yeah. And I, 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 there's just so much more to do, and oh, also, um, Domino, um, Donald. Donald, I can't. How do you say? It? How do you say his name? Donald, Donald, Donald um, Gleason as um, General Hux, aka Hitler, was fantastic in this movie. He's very underrated. He doesn't get enough credit for his role. That scene, that scene was crazy. The first thing that came to my yes. mind was Nazis. Yes. The best thing about it is I'm a big histor history fan. I love World War Two is probably like my favorite time period to learn about and to read about, um, and. It it felt good to see that kind of like that realism, um, and warfare added to Star Wars because it's in the name. It's a war, Star Wars. Come on, it's in the name, so it's good to kind of see that added. You know, give us some layers to what they're doing. But um, any final thoughts on um, um, our rating that you have out of ten on Star Wars: Force Awakens? What would you rate it? Ten out of ten. Go see it. I'd recommend it to yeah, everybody. Yeah, I, I have to give it a nine out of ten, and the only reason why I do that is because of um, as a complete movie, I can't give it a ten just because of although although it's part of a trilogy, the way it ended. You know what I mean? It did leave you in a cliffhanger, literally, <laughs> but I just wish it um, added a little bit. Just a little bit more. If it had a little bit more, I would give it that ten. But nine out of ten, the actors did a phenomenal job. Like, it was great. Poe Poe was a very underrated actor. Um, like, I um Oscar Isaac's is going to be in um, um Apocalypse, um, X Men Apocalypse, and he's playing Apocalypse. So I'm that him being in Star Wars in the way he did makes me excited for that. So that just goes to show the level of skill that the actors um had for this movie. They knew what they were doing. Oh, definitely. But um, definitely. That's 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 it for this this segment. Um, the next segment coming up, we're gonna take a quick another quick break, and next segment is gonna be our top five albums, and it's gonna be finale of the episode, um, of the, the last episode of the year, and um, um, this this format, um, get used to it. It's gonna be here. Um, we're gonna uh, work on it and um, keep doing things with it. But I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, gonna take a quick little break. Okay, here it is. <laughs> the finale and our top lists. Um, I think we should do songs first, our top songs first. With our including we have honorable mentions as well. Um, do you wanna start or do you want me to start? Uh, you can start, it's your idea. Okay. All right, well, my top five songs. Um let me see. My favorite song this year is very weird for um. I'm, I'm, okay, I'll start from five. Number five, "No Telling" by Drake off of his album. If you're reading this, it's too late. I feel like that's the highlight of the album. Um, from like the way this song, the the lyrics are all on point. The beat is so good, and then um the beat switch at the end is so phenomenal. Um, 
is one of my favorite uh, parts of that. Um, number four, Eventually by Tame Impala. That song is so, it's, it feels so like alive when you listen to it. It feels like human. You know what I mean? For some reason, it's organic or something. Yeah, it's like I'm I know inside of something. It's 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 pretty cool. It's like it's like I'm the baby in the Matrix. You remember that scene in the Matrix? Without any electronic soundy stuff. I know what um, you mean. Yeah, and number three. I don't know if this would make anyone's list. People don't really talk about it much. But "Faucet" by Earl Sweatshirt. That is the that best song. song on his whole album, in my personal opinion. Like that's probably one of my favorite Earl Sweatshirt songs. I do really like his verse on Odie. Like his verse on Odie is just at the top because he came in killing the game. But Falsett is just the way the beat is and like the samples. I think um, he produced it. Well, he produced the whole thing. Um, it's just it has such a like lo-fi sound to it, and it's just it's something it's something that it's his signature now. He has his sound, and it was it was beautiful to see someone find that and it's always good to see he's one of my favorite lyricists at the moment anyway so it's good to see um number two this is one that um even logic sleeps on this one like whoa by logic um yeah that was a pretty good song that's another song with the chorus it's like like yeah. whoa. yeah you get a live i feel it like whoa i'm gonna get a live whoa so hard like it's it the lyrics are good the production is phenomenal it's yeah that was one song that stood out yeah it's the best production out of the top five for sure i, I just think logic logic only only reason why it's not like number one is logic he he finds himself repeating things he says and he says goddamn like drake a lot he does a lot of things that are very similar to other artists he copies artists he doesn't deny it. He admits it. But it's still logic. You know, no one can do it like, no one can sound like logic still, even though he copies others. Um, and for number one songs, Stick Talk by Future. I know, that's a crazy, that's a crazy yeah, song. crazy to that pick song, that as Future as number one the entire yeah. year. And I was a little, I was a little uh, wishy-washy on doing that, but I I don't. I, I try not to um, let what other people's opinions are on music kind of sway what I think. So um, I feel like that was just the that song is just flawless. It's it's everything that you will want from Future. Like it's the highlight of Future's career, in my personal opinion. Um, and I have a couple. I have a lot of honorable mentions. Um, I'm just gonna just read off of them. I'm not gonna go in any order. Um, M's ASAP Rocky featuring Lil Wayne. I really love Lil Wayne's verse. Um, big fan of Lil Wayne. He's put out some incredible verses this year. Smuckers, um, Tyler the Creator um, featuring Lil Wayne and Kanye West. Really, really, really good song. Um, the production on it is uh, flawless. Um, it's the highlight of Cherry Bomb, which I'm not a big fan of that album, as you may know. Um, Oh, I think I vocalized that. Um, Been that Meek Mill featuring Rick Ross is honorable another honorable mention. Um, really good song. It's it's like with Future Stick Talk is a highlight of Meek Mill. Um, it's what I like from Meek Mill personally. Um, how many times DJ Khaled, um, Chris Brown, 
um, Big Sean and Lil Wayne. Really good song. It was a very slept-on song, surprisingly. Um, I didn't like Chris Brown's verse because he was doing the Migos flow. Like, whipping the brick. I hate it. I hate when anyone says whipping the brick and they never whip the brick in their life. It's just, it throws me off. Still a good song. Um, And St. Cecilia, Foo Fighters from their EP, St. Cecilia. um, is a really good song. Um, Not not my top five, but it's a good song. And finally, um, City of Stars by Logic. It sound it's it's flash and light replica. It's flat. It's a fat flash and lights replica, but it's just so good. Regardless, it's so good. Um, and those are my songs. I'm gonna switch it to Mr. Elephant. <laughs> um, Get your list up. Those are, those are good choices. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna Thank start you. my songs too. I'll just follow Mr. Uh, CFX and um, mine. I put in no particular order. Uh, but okay. good. You know, no need to. So, Coldplay uh, released an album this year, but the song, one of my favorite songs on the album, which I didn't like at first, uh, is "Him for the Weekend," which is a great song. Um, I personally felt like. Beyonce ruined it the first few times I listened to it, and then I I read the lyrics and I uh, I just understood what the song meant, and then you know I connected with it, and and it's one of my favorite songs now. It's also I thought it was cool because it's the first song. It was more of like a a modern, very modernly produced Coldplay uh, song. They actually use eight oh eights. In the production, which was pretty crazy. Whoa. Um, I gotta hear that. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, Travis Scott's Antidote. Um, reason being is because the production is great. Uh, I'm a fan of Travis Scott. Uh, it to, to many people, it was like his breakout song because it was the song that I, I think... I don't, I can't recall any other time. I think it's his first song ever to be played on a radio, like his first single or his first radio hit. Yeah. And um I thought that was really cool because, you know, he's been around working for years and just now finally gaining widespread recognition. Um, of course, Drake's Hotline Bling. At first that's another song at first I I really didn't like at all. And people were jumping on it, and I was like, nope, I'm not going to listen to it. And then yeah. I, I listened to it, and the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. That's a good song. Embedded in that head. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, like, party song. Good, just, like, you know, get your energy up. Side point, um, it's crazy the fact that that song blew up, and that was after his album, at, after, um, like, pretty much blew up, at, like, around the time that his mixtape came out. And that's the single for his next album. All in Crazy. one year. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Continue. Well, he's definitely his momentum is is unstoppable. Um, another Drake song, back to back. How I how coincidental, Ooh. right? Hotline Bling, and then back to back, back to back, two Drake songs. <laughs> but um, I see what you did there. Yeah, just to you know, as you know, this is or you may not know, this is like a disc record, and for it to gained so much notoriety it's just 
you know, last time we've had a disc record like this has been Ether, and I don't even think Ether was as big as Back to Back, because this, yeah, this song went platinum, right? On the level, yeah. And and it was wasn't it Grammy nominated or, or something? Yeah. Well, Ether like this like Ether was a great song. It's just that this is the first gr- this and Ether didn't kill it didn't kill Jay Z's public um you know perception. This killed Meek Mill's public perception, and it's nominated for a Grammy, the first diss song ever. So it that that's what make it that's what makes it so big. Yeah, it was, it was a good song. Production yeah, was whatever song. forty produced it, but it's yeah, probably it just was like so a cool. quick it was a beat. Quick one. Yeah. Um, last song on my top five for the year would be London O'Connor's "Nobody Hangs Out Anymore." Just have a, uh, I just love the way. That song feels just like rock side to side, just really getting in tune with the song. I don't know if London O'Connor's not really big. I just happened to discover him one day. Oh, that's I, that's perfectly fine. You like I what just, you like. Yeah, he's he's a he's a really cool artist, and I, I hope he continues to make music. Actually, I I I tried to uh, get in contact with him, and he never answered back, which oh. upset me. Cause he's, he, I believe he he lives in New York, so that would have been cool. Oh, but um, try to link my, that up. My honorable mentions are uh, Fifty Cent's "I'm the Man" off of the Canaan tape. I thought that song was crazy. Shout out to um, Fifty because it's it's a style and it's a feel that Fifty Cent doesn't really give and create. Uh, it's produced by Sun Digital. The beat isn't Whoa. crazy. It's not that that great of a beat, but it's just like the way Fifty Cent makes it feel. And I actually think Sonny Digital's on the hook. He's the one singing the hook. Oh, okay. Which That's is cool to see which him is, kind of branch out, do that. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, Callie Uchi's "Call Me" off of her EP, which Callie was Callie Uchi's is great. Oh my god, that EP was great. great. Vocalist. She's a great. I eat a yeah, she's a. So he's a great vocalist. <laughs> that song was cool. Um, also cool. It was produced by Tyler the Creator. Um, I, th- I think he directed the video too, which is which is even cooler. Oh, that's so great. It's like, Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Lil Wayne's Glory. <sighs> well, I just remember first time hearing that. The first time I heard that, I was like, "Damn!" Like because this is a point where Lil Wayne was kind of stagnant. And then he put yeah. out Glory, and I was like, you know, this is this is the the track that that blows people away and gets people saying like, you know, I hate when people say like, oh, he's back, but like this is this would be the song that you'd be like, oh, Lil Wayne's back. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Next one would be by Justin Bieber. It's the song Company off of his album Purpose. I don't know what it is about the song. The lyrics are just extremely catchy. I mean, and Justin I Bieber is pop music, and he's pop music who's who's trying. He's a pop music artist trying to add substance to it. So I think that connects when you do that. I don't know if you do. You know the song? That no, I'm talking. I don't actually. If you listen to the song, you'll understand what I'm talking about, and I think that anybody that has listened to it understands what I'm talking about. It it almost stands out 
on uh it's so cool seeing justin bieber like on lists now like it's it's kind of cool i don't know i've seen his career start from like hearing that i'm gonna tell you one time i remember seeing that video i'm like who's this little kid with a bowl haircut trying to be like hood as hell like who's this crazy that guy's crazy yeah shout out to Uh, him last honorable mention would be anderson pock who is a is a, a a growing artist and has the potential. Very slept on. Yeah, definitely has the potential to become huge, but the song is the season slash carry me. The beat changes halfway through, and um, the season the first half, which is the season, is really great, and then the second half, carry me, is just crazy, and this guy tells some very um interesting stories and the the words he chooses and the way he makes you feel when he delivers these lyrics is just he's a great artist and i hope yeah. to see more from him i, I listened to his i'm album, sure we are gonna, we're gonna see a lot more venice which came out last year and that's a really good album if you haven't heard it yeah i still haven't listened to it really I good album to. All right, so that's, that's, that's that was yours. Yours, I like yours. I like your list. Your list um, is it, it it has good from both spectrums. Like it's it's not just the same vein, and that's and that's the best thing. That means we had a good year in music. Oh, definitely. That and that's one thing I I wanted to focus on when making this list. None of the, none of my top five songs or my five honorable mentions have anything to do with the albums and the uh, honorable mention albums. Totally different. Mine very much so reflect my albums. But my honorable mentions um, have nothing to do much with my songs. But um, I guess I guess we can um, go on, um, do the albums, and then after that we just talk... Um, just talk about the year, reflect on the year in music in, in, in general, and just the climate. Um, well... I'm going to start off with number five, and this one was not going to be on my list at all when I first heard it, but it, it crept its way back when I started listening to the deeper cuts, like You and the Six. Um, number five is Drake, as you're reading this, um, It's Too Late. Um, great project. It's not. It was something from Drake that I wanted to hear, because we all know Drake as this hit machine. He's been a hit machine since um, Best I Ever Had essentially and since you know yeah. all those young money records and just he 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 was always a highlight of anything that was going on in cash money young money for the last couple of years yeah he has a lot of money years. he just has a, a lot, lot of money he has a lot of, he's he's living and and i'm a and i'm a fan of drake i i watched degrassi growing up like i i remember him rapping and like in the band with like Spinner and like he was like whack as fuck and I was like why is he rapping in the show he was whack and then I heard Replacement Girl with Trey Songs and I was like oh okay now listen to Comeback Season I enjoyed him then so it was great to see him get to this point um number four is a, a, a album that came out a little later in the year I think October or so or November one of the, um I've been listening to it a lot lately it's been on repeat a lot more recent. Um, is Logic's um, The Incredible True Story. The back the back and story behind it is 
as interesting as the songs and like i love how they don't the songs don't really reflect what the narrative of the album is and it's it's, it's like a paradox in a way it's so fun to listen to like the skits are good they're not corny like besides the white people skit that's a really corny one in my personal opinion yeah really corny like why do white people got it? No, oh, shut up. I get he he's trying to go for a movie aspect, and I like that's cool. That I give it a pass, but it it was a very very interesting album. Um, Stainless on there is really good. City of Stars, like just so many songs on there. Um, you got and then number three, these top three was the hardest to organize, um, because these are the albums that I listened to the most this year. Um, Kendrick Lamar's The Pimp a Butterfly is number three. That's probably gonna piss someone off that it's not number one, but I don't really care. It wasn't even that on my top album? five. It was on my honorable mentions. Yes. That top five I'm um, not that top five. <laughs> no, with that album, holy shit. I was surprised. I'm a I'm a fan of Good Kid Massey. I love the album. But the deeper cuts I don't like really. I don't like Shireen. Like I don't like songs like that. I don't really like those songs. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it wasn't a complete full album for me. But this one, I don't think there's a song I don't like on it. How much a, how much a dollar cost is such a good song. Like, I don't know. Like, this album sounds like if Tupac, um, if Tupac style from the early, like, strictly from my niggas, um, um, Tupacalypse Now, like, if that sound was mixed up with some more, like, rough, darker jazz and, and with... High high speed lyricism like a Kendrick Lamar, and it it is really everything you want to hear from Kendrick Lamar personally because he's he is a rapper who has substance in his lyrics and flow, so he's very like he's he's like a he's very blues inspired as well. He's very feeling. You hear him scream on song. You hear him like shriek on certain parts of of, of, the, song, of the album. Like he isn't just hitting it for he's doing he's bouncing back and forth on it and it's just it's just one of those albums that's just you just it's it's really hard it's really hard for some people to listen to and i understand why people can talk about it like oh it's not as good as anyone thinks and complex i think it was complex that dumbass articles like y'all can stop pretending to like an album um no people like substance and quality and it was there it was that it was it was recorded on analog no one ever talks about that. It has that sound to it. It just it sounds great. Um and off that and also the the ending song, the slash outro, um, uh, Mortal Man, the interview with Tupac is so fucking good. Oh my gosh. I lost my mind when I first heard that. I was like, What? It was just, it was great. It was organic. It didn't seem forced and I and I appreciate that from Kendrick. Um, and number two is Tame Impala's Currents. Oh, it is it is everything. If you're a Tame Impala fan before you listen to it, you're going to love it. Like, there are songs on here that just have, there are songs on here that have, like, if a band was jamming and they were trying to make, like, hip-hop-ish vibes on some, like, on some of the songs, you hear that on there. And then songs like Eventually, like, it is... Like that's like obviously that's my on my top five, but songs like that just have such a atmospheric um, sound to it. Like I love Lonerism. I'm a fan of that album, but I really, really fell in love with Tame Impala when I first heard when I heard their cover of Stranger in Moscow. 
because of um like I'm a big Michael Jackson fan and that's my all time favorite song in the world, like ever is um Stranger in Moscow by Michael Jackson. Um so hearing um that cover and just the way that they flipped it and it was how it still had their signature sound to it made me a fan of them. So in this album just it it does everything that that song did plus more. Like the bass lines, like there's some bass lines on here that are like probably like top five bass lines ever. And it's great. It is it's one of those albums that you you need to really just listen to it because you can't really put it in a box like other albums. You heard me? Box. <laughs> but you can't really put it in a box. And I appreciate Kevin Parker for that. Um, and my number one album, I've been saying this for a long time. That is my favorite album. And like I thought it wasn't going to be my number one by the end of the year. I was just like waiting it out, like listening to other albums. And But Earl Sweatshirts, I don't, I don't, I don't like shit. I don't go outside. What? What the fuck did he do there? All I gotta say is he thought he, outside the box. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, but this album, it it is everything. It is everything that I want that you would want from like Earl Sweatshirt, like an artist like him at least. Like I'm a I'm a obviously I'm a huge fan of him beforehand, but I just feel like a lot of his um other music was very immature and had no had nothing no substance to it. It's just bars and lyrics that sound cool together. And with this one I think he finally found his um sound and that it, it it's a beautiful thing. Like Well I think like, I think the difference mm-hmm. between I think the difference between this one and all the other work that he's done is that I feel like he was in control. Yeah. In this one. Yeah. Like he he was the one calling the shots. He was the one directing and and uh I think that made a big difference. Yeah, it wasn't like Tyler in his shadow kind of like st- structuring his sound, which is great cuz Tyler did a great job on Earl. Earl is a great album. Um Doors is a good album, but Do- Doors is kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um and with this one it, it it's it's focused. It's it's a little focused like like AM slash radio, it's like such a good song with Wiki. Like the way it comes in, like if you listen to that in the morning, it sounds great. Like it is it's everything you want. But that's my top five. I'm gonna do my quick I'm gonna I'm gonna try to run through my honorable mentions since I spent a little a little longer time on the top five. It is album, so it rightfully so it makes sense. But um honorable mentions, um at the top of that list is DS two by future. Um, I was surprised at this album because I'm not a Future fan like that. I do. I am familiar with his music. I did like um, Homicide that he did with Snoop Dogg off of Pluto. That was a really good song. I enjoy Mood um, That um, Dope. Like just songs like that. He had his moments in all the songs he's featured on. I like that. Um, Dark Sky Paradise by Big Sean. Really good album in my personal opinion. I know. I know. Like you, you don't really. You're not so fond of it. Um, but it, it is is a great album. Um, Deep on that album with Lil Wayne, such a good such a good song. I enjoy Wayne's verse on there. Um, Rodeo by Travis Scott's another honorable mention. I feel like every song was production produced 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 to um, like to the deadline from when he started to the deadline. I feel like he touched everything on there besides "Piss on Your Grave." That's the wackest song that came out this year. 
don't listen to that song. Delete it from the album. Like, delete it. Um, that don't exist. That didn't happen. Kanye West didn't co-sign that. Don't. Let's just. Let's that's just that. a song. That's a song to mosh at his shows. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Ugh, made me want to puke. Um, the album about nothing by Wale. Not a Wale fan. I actually. Um, I like his singles a little bit more. Um, but Wale, he he. I don't know. I enjoy I enjoy hearing Jerry Seinfeld on this. Like, I, who would have thought Jerry Seinfeld and Wale mesh so well together? Who would have thought? Um, good AM Mac Miller. I mean, I'm glad you have that on there. I mean, Mac motherfucking Miller. He I saw him at um the Our Future concert um uh, Carnival um this last like last month and. Wow, he's a great performer as well, and it was great to hear um, the records from that album there. Um, 100 Grandkids sounds so much better live and has such a better vibe to it than when I first heard it. Um, and the last album on that list is all hip-hop, I guess, besides Tam and Bala. It was a big year in hip-hop, Last just to be fair. Um, Allah, at long last ASAP, ASAP Rocky. Very slept on album. Um, I think people judge his album off of that single LSD, which is a whack ass song. Like a Kid Cudi song. Yeah. It's like, yo, chill. Stop doing all that. Like, I don't like that song. But it's very rudimentary when it comes when you when you think about the lyrics on there. It's just like whatever. I like it though. And I like the video. I, I haven't watched the video. But um, I do think the album is a really good album. It's very slept on. Um, uh, what's the song? Why do I not know the song? The one with Pimp C? Uh, well, with UGK and Juicy J? Holy mother of motherfucking pro- bone. Wavy Bone. That's, that's such a weird name. Wavy Bone? Ugh, so hard. That instrumental. That instrumental is so insane. And um, Juice Box Joints is a great song. Minus Kanye West's contribution. That and Kanye West's um, Pistol and Grave is probably the worst Kanye you've heard ever. It's crazy that he can be on Smuckers and have one of his best verses in a long time, but then be on Jukebox Joints, um, jukebox joints and um, and um, Pistol and Grave and just rule and just die. Like, whack. But, um... And Lord Pretty, um, Pretty Flock with Jody too is the great. That song is so crazy. Rest in peace, Yams, because that video, that man was that man's in that video. That that you know that was his Yams all over it. But um, yeah, that's my honorable mentions of the albums this year. It's what I was listening to all the time. Now to Mr. Elephant. After that long windedness. All right. Um, top five albums in no particular order. Was uh, I mean, I'm a huge Coldplay fan, so of course, uh, Coldplay's a head full of dreams. I just felt like there's a lot of speculation about this being their final album and whether or not it is. This felt like a grand finale to their career. Uh, it just had like a very big sound. It felt like once you finished the last track, it you felt complete as a fan of Coldplay, and um. The lyrics were just great. I felt like there were no holes, no 
there wasn't a single song on that album that I didn't like. That's that's um, good. Just really, really great music, and if you just just really sit down and listen to it, just really great stuff. Um, especially for Chris Martin, where he you know, he he speaks on his relationship with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, his ex-wife, that uh, oh, yeah. he recently yeah. divorced, and um, th- those the the songs pertaining to their relationship, the lyrics to to those songs are just just really great, heartfelt lyrics and. You feel you feel the pain, but also I mean you can to anyone that's ever been in a relationship or whatever, or been in something similar like. You you connect with it. It's it's good music. Um, Logic's album, the incredible, the incredible true story. Oh, we share for, one for yeah nice. for basically basically all the reasons that that you shared. That album was great. Uh, Yeah, just exactly not, all. Yeah, not too many holes in that one either. Yeah, that was just a good album. Uh, I will say, the game, documentary two and two point five, whatever. You, I don't you know if you want to call. Yeah. yeah, double album. Those albums, like oh my god, when I heard it, the I game's was a like, spitter, man. And just like all the collaboration, and you know, I was. We know we were worried. That's, that's the Us, only thing I don't like about the game. But he, like we, his we, albums are always DJ Khaled albums. See, but we we spoke about it you and I before this, and then like after hearing them, I don't know if you listened to all of them all the way through. Not all, all of it, man. It's too many songs. Man. There were <laughs> there were just yeah, I think it's like thirty six songs. But um, yeah. it's like a little B mixtape. There are songs that like. An artist is featured in, but he only does the chorus. So he he basically, and I watched like a little interview, he basically just wanted to give credit where credit was due, instead of yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. They have yeah. they don't ha- give credit, and these people are all over their damn songs. Yeah, so those are great two two great albums, a um, bunch of great songs. If it, it almost felt like uh, it reminded me of Dr. Dre's Compton. But I guess it has like the same feel because you know California, California West Coast. Yeah, and they were like using like the same studios and shit. Um, Drake's. If you're reading this, is too late. Good mixtape album. We share that thing. one. Yeah, that that's that's great too. Like every single song was good on that. Everyone. Um, and every single one of them made it to the Billboard charts, which is crazy. Insane. Uh, production like was good. Songs. Production was good. Boy Wonder killed it. Forty killed it. Um, who else was producing on there? I think Travis Scott um, produced on there. Oh, tra- he only had that company. one song though. Yeah, Company, which oh, I forgot you know to what? mention that one song. Um, what's I actually it? don't like that song. Jungle. So. Oh, Jungle's good. That's 40, it. 40, Forty killed that. And you wouldn't. That's not like a that. Forty style. Beat or production. That's not like. Not I wish Nas song. was on that song, man. I wish um, Nas was on there. I'm a huge fan of Mac DeMarco, and this is just, just a great album. But Mac DeMarco's another one, another one, another one. <laughs> uh, 
That's that's a great album, and all of his other albums are really great. And he's he seems like a really cool guy. I'm not much. I'm not really aware of Mac DeMarco. I know I know who he is. I know his name, but I never really listened to any of his. Watch music, his, so I'm happy that you like his stuff. So yeah, watch his definitely interview. Definitely take a listen. Yeah, he just seems like he's just all about the music. Just not seems it's like a good you thing. Can, you can tell he's just all about the music. He's it's very genuine. His his passion. Um, and the the last one is the Internet's Ego Death, which is crazy. Nominated album. for a Grammy. Shout yeah, out to Sid. Yeah, definitely congratulations on and that. Matt. From from starting out as Odd Future, like this collective that people had nothing, like had had no clue about or whatever to to be, you know, having a Grammy non- nominated album. Beautiful and just and like, it's good to see them move move towards the side. Yeah, just separate themselves from Odd Future and and then eventually you know Odd Future is no longer Odd Future, but to become their own collective, which is the internet, and just make really great music. Um. Oh, you know what? I I just I just realized the last two albums I read were on the the honorable mentions. So the Mac DeMarco and the Internet were honorable mentions. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> but the uh, the two last ones out of my top five are Mac Miller's Good I Am, which is crazy album. I, okay, I was wondering. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, crazy album. Um, really glad that he signed to a major label just because now he finally has the support. He brought out the sound. I, I, would, I would imagine it's pretty hard to you know support yourself financially and and make the like, and create yeah, taking a loss right and yeah and create what you want to create or like forget about taking the loss just not being able to do it you know because like you can't but uh and then the last the last album would be tyler's cherry bomb i know you hate it and you think mm-hmm. it's like his worst album it's I like thought he regurgitated it was, on the mic there were some songs on there like Death Camp and like Buffalo that I was like kind of like uh, about. Um, <laughs> but then there are other songs on there like Find Your Wings and. Beautiful just, song. It's just crazy. He. I'm gonna add that to my honorable mentions, by the way. He's working with people that he idolized growing up, and that you know, like our parents idolize as musicians, yeah. which is and he like. He created exactly what he wanted to create, and I admire that. And it was it was a good album. I don't know, it was good. I like I like the album. I think it's it's highs and lows. I give it a I give it a five out of I will give it a five out of ten just because the songs that I like I like, and the songs that I don't like I hate, which is rare for Tyler <laughs> for me at least. Yeah, but uh, the honorable mentions would be Kendrick's "The Pimper Butterfly." Thought it was a really good album. Nothing really stood out to me. Um, even though, you know, people were gonna kill me for this, but like the songs I mean, that were cool. good. The songs that were good were good, but there was nothing like, whoa. It just seemed like all like good. This is all like good music and like none yeah. of them there was nothing really I, crazy. Yeah, I just think he cap he capitalized on um the current events in America a lot on the album, which made right. people like some things a little bit more. Um, 
So yeah, it, it, there was a lot of fake lo- love on the album for sure. That is true, but you know, I'm I'm happy that you, I'm happy that you can still see that it's a good album, but you yeah, don't have no. to put it on your list because like I hate when people feel pressured to put that so high on their list because if they don't, well, you're gonna kill me about it. Like yeah, I put it, was, it at number three, and I was like a little like whoa, and that's no, just that's. It was a good album, but not you know nothing special really. Yeah. But the other honorable mentions I I already said it was if you're reading this too late another one by Mac DeMarco and Ego Death by the Internet. If you hadn't heard uh, Mac DeMarco or the Internet's album, definitely check that out. Especially Mac DeMarco because he he's the guy that's like all the way in the back and. It's not hip hop. It's not. It's not stuff you hear on the radio. It's, but it's really good music, and um, he's an interesting guy. So uh, check it out, and that's you know, that's my list. All right, I I like I love your list. Your list um reflects your personality a lot. Um, the but now we got to go. What's the most overrated album that came out this year? Most overrated album. Overrated album. I would have to say. Oh my gosh! Wait before you say that. I feel so bad. One of my honorable mentions is um um before the money Joey Badass that came out early January. So I I I completely forgot it came out this year. Um, and honorable mention for song from that album Save the Children. I'm so sorry. Oh. What is wrong with me? <laughs> you could have okay. left that out. Yeah, but I had to, I had to mention it. It had nah, to be mentioned because nah. it's it is worth it. Joey Badass is underrated. He's he he he, he, he actually, don't even sound nineties no more. I feel like he's incredibly overrated. But um overrated album. I would probably say money. Oh, okay, scared. I would probably say Dirty Sprite. Two, by future. You know what's crazy? It's on my list, but it is overrated. Although I enjoy it, it is very, very overrated. I listen to the entire acting like it's the greatest shit ever, but it really isn't. I listened to the entire album and didn't like one song, and I like future, and I didn't. You don't like stick. You do like future actually, and I didn't like any song whatsoever. Not even stick talk. None of them. Crazy, not even well. Way at it, like I don't really like that song actually myself. Yeah, I mean that's a cool song. It's on the radio, blah blah blah. But like six to four, like, walk through, bitch, don't panic. I can live with and that. Then that's that's I, that's that's really about it. That's I don't all care. I got. Yeah, I I have to agree with you on that. It is very overrated. Um, I was gonna say what a time to be alive was is very overrated, but it really isn't. Because like people don't feel the album like like that, they like Jumpman and like some of the songs, but they don't really like the album like that. And the only girls who really enjoy, only people who enjoy that are, like Dots, who like front like they who front like they like it and they just play it in the background on Snapchat while looking at the camera. It's like they take selfies but video selfies. Yeah, and I'm you know another thing I'm tired of I'm tired of people listening to music just for the beats like that's cool. Yeah. That's like that's cool and everything. Support for producers because you and I produce music, so that that's cool that people exactly have love for that. It's why like, I li- it's why I really like I really love Shrimp Life because of the production, and I feel like they are 
innovators in the way that they do. Like, Antidote is a Ray Shrimmert song that Travis Scott took, and he stole their whole swag, and every and it's a big record, you know, so a million records. I think it sold a million um, singles or some shit like that, which is cool. I like Ray Shrimmert, that, but I didn't put them on my list because I'm not a – I. there's really no substance there, so – yeah. So I would, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't know what, I think the most overrated album, I was going to say J. Cole's Forest Hills Drive, but that came out last year at the end. I can't even believe, did it come out last year? Yeah, yeah it did, it came 2014. Out like December or November or something like that. Yeah, late last year. I was going to say that was the most, but if, if, we, if we put an asterisk behind it, like that's the most un- overrated album. Like that's probably the most overrated album known to man of all time. It doesn't suck. But it's very overrated. I thought I it think was, people just it need was, to force themselves. I think people force themselves to like J. Cole. I thought it was pretty good just because I'm not a huge J. Cole fan, and that was the first time I actually sat down and listened to a project of his. And I like. I, I really like, but I really like. I really like Born Sinner. Um, Born Sinner was a really good album. Um, Dirty Sprite too. Forest Hill. Overrated huh? as hell. When when that yeah. album when that album came out when that album first came out yeah that one it was very very much so overrated all over Instagram Facebook people started drinking Sprite taking lean people were leaning to the side it's Pe- so sad it's so sad like it's I see people actually taking Percocets and Xanax and um trying to do syrup just because they're listening to music thank like, you grow the fuck up how the fuck are you gonna listen to a song and then just copy like, how are you not old enough to understand that that shit is going to kill you? There's no alternative. You're going to die. Unless you stop that shit. You're going to die. That's, and, and like, and if you really look, like, it's like, if you look deep into Future's music, that shit is mad depressing. Why you want to feel like him? Why you want to feel like him? Like, listen to Know the Meaning on his, on, on DS2. That's the most depressing song I heard in a long time. Like, <laughs> she's so sad. Stop it, future. You stop. Yeah, I mean it's cool. I mean his life—that's his life. He's talking about it. That's cool. It's okay. I'm not mad at future for that at all because you got to speak the truth. And if he wasn't speaking the truth, then I would be mad at him. Like, it's like Meek Mill going on the stand saying I'm not a gangster, but his lyrics reflect he's that he is. Although you don't want to go to jail, like come on, like I just don't like, like it's not authentic, and but it's just sad. If you're if you're an idiot who's trying lean because you listen to a fucking song, reevaluate yourself and get it together. And oh yeah, that's the end of the podcast. We finally finished it. This was a it's a long one, but it it's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. It's worth it. Tomorrow's um, New Year's Eve. I'm tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Well, today's New Year's Eve because this is up tomorrow oh, yeah. today. Uh, happy um, New Year's, Year's Eve, Eve, man. Oh, uh, I hope you guys have a great one. Stay safe. Drink responsibly. Um, don't shoot in the air because what goes up must come down. Do um, people have people do get shot on New Year's? It, it like so you know. Be careful out there and. Shout out to Don't Doug. Drink and drive. Doug, we're back. I, I told you we were gonna be back. You had to listen all the way to the end to hear us, but yeah, shout out to you, Doug. Stay safe, Douglas. Remember. 
<laughs> but um, um, this has been a great experience. This podcast, I'm happy we started it. Um, when we did, um, it was something that we talked about for a very, very long time. We talked about this for a long time before we started it, and um, I'm happy that um, we have the discipline to to look at it and know that um, if there's something that we need to fix, that we can discuss on fixing things and. I, I appreciate that. It's been probably the most productive year of my life, in a way. I've oh, I would agree. learned a lot. I've learned a lot, grown as a person. Um, there ain't no such thing as a new year, new me thing, because I became that new me during this year. And why I should love, I stop just... I love saying that, though. New year, new me. New year, new me. You gotta like stick your chin out and twist your head a little bit. <laughs> every time you, every time you change your your socks, just say it. New year, new me. New me. And don't and don't do that like thing to where like you fart and you be like first time I farted in 2016. Cause don't do that. Nah, nah. We ain't do we ain't, we ain't doing that. Thank you guys what for on? listening. Yes. Um, it means a lot to us. And uh, can't wait to make more episodes. Yes, and I hope you guys like the format of us taking breaks and kind of like keeping keeping it kind of keeping a structure, you know. And um, this is the Nobody Podcast, and it's the last one of the year. We will be back uh, first thing, um, two thousand sixteen. So wait, so wait on it, wait on it. Take off, boys. Swag. Swag. Cause we ain't saying swag in 2016. Like that that shit's been dead, but swag. And also, bye guys. Aww. Happy New Year. <laughs> Peace. Oh, <laughs>